Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, either the 26th or 27th. If only we could figure that out ahead of time. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. Yes, welcome everyone to the podcast. We'll figure out getting the days correctly someday. Maybe maybe the 26th or 27th. We'll figure it out by then. It's one of those. Yeah. You guys know better than us, actually, because yeah. it's the day for you. Who knows when you're listening? It could be years from now. Yeah, maybe in the future, in an archive somewhere, Maroon the Library or something when another alien species takes over the earth another one not the next yeah. one the one after that oh no, yeah the next one they're they're gonna leave right away they're gonna see our podcast like oh this is junk just leave it yeah. here nothing to scavenge here mm-hmm. yeah uh who uh, why is the server still up why is the server still- <laughs> that's how they're getting it they're not gonna get it in um like you know how they sent off that like gold placard into space of like the finest what? human things like there's like there's like, like, like a time capsule it's like a time capsule yeah it's like a a CD with all the great music of the world. Oh, you know what? Is it from Beast Wars? No. <laughs> so, what's the the thing in Star Wars? The Transformers? What is that? The the Ark? Is that what you're talking about? Well, the there's a thing in Beast Wars where the Transformers like they put their whole history on like this laser disc. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. They, they copied Beast Wars. Okay, are you? I'm saying we're gonna be on that eventually. We're gonna get the really? numbers, mm. get voted in into the time capsule of Earth. Nice. I believe it. Yeah. If if Megatron doesn't stop us. <laughs> Uh, um, did you ever do like time capsules in elementary school? No, we didn't do that for like the whole class. It was more or less like writing a letter to yourself. You know, did you oh, do those? No. Did you do time? Did you do time capsules? I think we did time capsule. Did you put anything in there? I, I did. I don't remember what it was. I think what it was. Um, I think what they do it every year. Well, at least what my teacher did was we'll okay. put something in, and I think the class of next year will open it. Oh, and they put something in too. So it's barely a time capsule, like, but it, it's just something like. Oh, this is what the class before you left, and then you're gonna leave something for the class after you. Yeah, so it's all people we don't know and don't care about. You're opening that up, and then the people that open your stuff, people don't care about your stuff either. I mean, I don't remember what I left or what I opened. So, so you don't even care. No, not really. <laughs> I was thinking like that, that would pile up if every year the whole class puts something in. They're just making a, a trash pile the back of the yeah. school. <laughs> That's what it up. was. I don't think we were burying it or anything. She just Whoa. kept it in a box in her classroom. That's dumb. Then barely, barely any time. It's not barely even a capsule, really. It's just yeah. a drawer. Right, pretty much, yeah. Okay. It wasn't a capsule. There's no like ceiling of it or anything. That's what they called it, though, right? Yeah. She was teaching us the idea of it. Right. Because uh, towns do that, right? Like cities or whatever mm-hmm. would do that and keep mm-hmm. it there for a century. So what they didn't, she didn't bury it in cement. No, not at all. No. <laughs> it was in a shoebox. Okay. No gold in there? No. <laughs> There's a magic ticket in there. Was there a pastelization notice of pastelization in there? Like a no, I don't, forgotten language. I really Latin? don't remember what we put. It was first grade. So what was I into in first grade? Like I don't, I don't colored pencils. I don't even know. Like what? Okay. I, like I wasn't even fully developed to have like hobbies yet. Opinions or likes or anything like that. Yeah. First grade. Like mm. I can think in middle school, oh, I had interests, but in like early elementary school, I'm just what every kid does. Is all the same. Did you even have a personality back then? Can you remember what you were like? I wore overalls. All right, I did too. Yeah, those were my, those are your hand me towns, right? Probably, yeah. Dang it! Okay. I left those in my time capsules for you. Okay, so my <laughs> where the clothes are buried first, and then <laughs> all your clothes we had to dig out of the dirt. <laughs> They're, we don't even know who these belong to. They're just from the dirt for sure. That's where I got them. My okay. clothes. All right. Uh, yeah. What else did I do in like first grade? Like, I mean, I had sneakers that light up when you walk. Yeah. I'm okay. Rich boy. Wow. 
What, straight from Payless? Those are, um, what are they called? It's British Knights, I think they were called. Whoa, okay. That British sounds... Knights. It's either British Knights or LA Gear. Those are sneaker brands. Those are like the budget sneaker brands when I was a kid that I don't even know if they exist now. Probably not. Those are 80s things though, right? Because I don't yeah. remember the names of those brands. Yeah. It was like And One for me or like oh, Shaq. Really? Shaq. <laughs> Shaq brand. I, had, I remember that Shaq brand shorts that I wore all the time. I wore them. I might have them here, honestly, because they were just super comfortable <laughs> and super old. <laughs> They're always just like too big. Well, they were, and then I grew into them and now they're too small. <laughs> what were you in first grade? Like if you had to put something in a time capsule to commemorate your, how old are you in first grade? Like six or seven? You're six or seven, yeah. yeah. There's definitely nothing that I liked I'm going to put in there, right? It's all BS. Oh, right. right? Yeah, I'm you not going to give it up. I'm not going to put my Pokemon cards in there or anything like that or anything I actually like. Not even like you had like four of the same card? No, hell no. No, because then that's <laughs> worth something. It'll be worth something. One day, okay. I believe. Yeah, you're you gonna wear it around your neck. <laughs> I, I think I probably like put in like a. I remember we had letters to ourselves in the future. That's what okay. we did. It right. was like ten years. We give this. I drew a drawing. It's That's not a what letter. I, I I know. I didn't. I was bad at words. I was good at drawing. So that was me. I drew a drawing and then I, a letter because I couldn't. You know. I think I also barely spoke English. Right. <laughs> well, the teacher's like, you're supposed to write a letter, and you're like, this is a thousand words. Yeah. <laughs> think, teacher. Think. <laughs> What did you draw? I'm pretty sure I made up superheroes. That's what I used to do oh, when I was... Wow. Yeah. I remember we had to do short stories, well, like later on, mm -hmm. but back then I was just drawing superheroes, like making them up. Not real DC or Marvel. I don't think I knew, knew that yet. It was just like drawing. I realize now it's kind of like a... I remember I drew like a like a per, half person, half rodent guy. Oh, God. And it was like, oh, maybe I was a furry back then. <laughs> That's what I drew. I was drawing like weird amalgamations of people and me call them superheroes. That's what I would do. That's why you're the comics you like now are always like the knockoff Justice League. Uh, maybe because I could because <laughs> I, I felt like I could do it better. That's what it is. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. don't think I I did a letter to myself or anything. You never like that. did that. What what uh, something we did. When I was in fourth grade, was they'd partner us up with a kindergartner and oh, we'd yeah. have to read them a book. Yeah. But I couldn't read well. Me neither. I remember that. So, so you I, had to like read I to just group? made up the story. Really? Uh, how's this kindergartner going to know how I'm reading correctly? <laughs> That's funny if they do. Like they're reading. That's not what the page says, friend. <laughs> You read it to me then, please. You're like, you catch him, he's the one reading to the group, and you're the one fourth grader there in the circle. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's a kid's book, right? Yeah. See, it has like four sentences on a page and a picture. So I would turn the page, look at the picture, and then just make up what's going on. Oh my, you couldn't even read it off the page? I was a terrible reader. And I yeah. still kind of am. I still need books with pictures in them. <laughs> You're just making it up. That's what we do every week for you guys. <laughs> you guys are not looking at the comic. What do you guys know? You guys are basically kindergartners. <laughs> I've never grown out of it. <laughs> I remember in middle school, we uh -huh. had to actually draw and write a children's book and then go to a like elementary school and read to them. And I didn't, still couldn't read. No, I, I but I, I did it too much. Like I, my book was too long oh. and it was like almost like a short like novel. <laughs> and I messed up. I didn't, I like did a bad grade because it was like, yeah, you're supposed to make a kid's book, Daniel. Oh you made like a freaking, I don't know, like a telephone book. It's too big. <laughs> Do they like um, actually put it in like a, like a bound book? Like it had a cover. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I did that. 
I think so. I think mine was just staples because oh. we didn't do it that nice or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But my drawings were good. I'll tell you that. I practiced since I was in elementary school. So <laughs> pretty good. All right. Well, why don't you explain to our kindergartners how the show works? Here at Reader Copy Podcast, we educate you guys on the comic book news up front, and then we'll talk about a comic book. We're still in the horror month for October, and today we're doing a comic called Blackwood. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories we've been watching, reading, any entertainment we've taken in this week. A lot of news. Let's get into it. The Thunderbolts movie is picking up steam. We know the main team already is going to be um, Yelena Belova. Yeah, we got um, U.S. Agents. Winter Soldier. Uh, was his name Red Guardian? Is that his name? Red Justice? I can Red, keep forgetting. Yeah. You know who we're talking uh, about. It's, I think it's Red Guardian. Okay. Um, Taskmaster and, and Ghost. That's right. And Val. Val, I guess, if she's in it. Yeah. And they added um, a character that's already been around in the MCU, but... Unfortunately, that actor has passed away. That's right, yes. As William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross, but they decide to recast him, and it's going to be Indiana Jones himself, Han Solo. <laughs> Harrison Ford himself, famous for Ford Motors. <laughs> okay, I'll let me stretch this out. Um, I would have guessed that yeah. um, Harrison Ford would not want to do this. He barely wanted to do the new Star Wars movies. And they paid him a buttload, I'm sure. So he's like, fine, it's I'll do be, it. Yeah. Only if you kill me off, right? <laughs> That's why he, I'm pretty sure that was in his contract. Like, I don't want to be here for too long. Yeah. So him being Red Hulk, it's like, what are you saying? Well, do you up think for? he's Red Hulk? Oh, good question. He's I think, playing Thunderbolt Ross, that's for sure. Yeah. There's so much chatter about Red Hulk, the fans would be angry. But do you what do you mean? Is he playing Red Hulk? Like is he doing the motion capture? Well, I mean, no one says he's Red Hulk is in the MCU. They just said Thunderbolt Ross is back. So right. like, we had to recast that. So I mean it obviously it kind of alludes to like there will be a Red Hulk because that's who that character is in the comics. Yeah, so much Hulk talk recently. So why I bring this character back and recast him if not to bring the alter ego into the MCU but also I think maybe this is a switcheroo oh like, oh you think it's gonna be him but it's not oh you think someone else is gonna be the Red Hulk possibly okay. I'm down for that if they can find someone fun to do it or some way to rework the story to uh -huh. make it work but um, I think people are just used to him being Red Hulk that character of Thaddeus uh, Ross yeah I, just, I don't even really like Red Hulk as a character me neither uh, Harrison Ford I also think like uh, I don't not, I don't say I don't like him as a as an actor. Yeah, isn't he like in one of your favorite franchises? Yeah, but he's not the reason I love that franchise. Air Force One. Yeah. yeah. Get off my plane. <laughs> Uh, I think um, him as Thunderbolt Ross, William Hurt did such a great job, I think. Oh, yeah? That uh, it's going to be hard to see someone else do it. So, and and I think Harrison Ford's acting is different than William Hurt. The, like, Harrison Ford's barely changing his personality. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, my guess is maybe it's almost just like, a, almost like a cameo only. And um, they're doing like a surprise where he's not Red Hulk for the MCU. It's possible. Maybe they just need him for the namesake Thunderbolts, right? Like, Right. Yeah, it's so weird to name it that and the character's not in it. I think they would need, maybe the MCU sees it, whoever, Kevin, the robot, sees yeah. that we need a Thunderbolts just to, for the entry for this team, possibly, because that's sure. how we wrote the story. So that's how it is. Right. The script is probably already written. Yeah. I think that could be it. Uh, but again, they just need kind of an old guy with white hair and kind of angry. That's Harrison Ford. Don't change your personality. That's kind of what we need. <laughs> 
Just digitally put a mustache on him. Possibly, yeah. Go to the dollar store, get <laughs> those fake mustaches. We've we're golden. I, I feel like um, they could have got someone else. I think so too. I'm I, I'm not saying he's perfect, but he's there. Yeah, this makes me think like Thunderbolt Ross's character, the character itself, is not long for the MCU. Possibly. I don't see him doing multiple appearances as Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, it's right. probably just this one because he's so tired of acting. And also, yeah. he's old. I don't think he likes like franchise movies anymore. He says that, and you get that. Vibe, but he's still doing them right like yeah star wars like you said that was recent i mean a couple of years ago but now he's doing indiana jones still indiana jones 5 how exciting that, is it going to be when he's in the in you know the the dungeons with a like a, a walker i'm pretty sure that he's passing on the torch in that movie okay to shia uh i hope so yeah that's what you want really <laughs> yeah <laughs> He would his uh he would act that very differently nowadays. Shia, I mean, there was a rumor for a while that Chris Pratt might be in line to be the new Indiana Jones, or like pass it down to him. Oh wow, he's everywhere though. Yeah, and I don't think people like him as much anymore. That's true, but honestly, if we were at a at a blank slate with him, let's say uh, after Guardians, yeah. I would give him Indiana Jones over all these other movies that he got because that kind of works uh, to me. Like the next Indiana Jones, Indy Jr. or whatever. Okay. If he didn't do Jurassic Park, if he didn't do these other bad Amazon movies, <laughs> I think he would be a good fit for that. Or Mario. Yeah. Yeah, let's just keep him with Mario. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Back back to Harrison. So you yeah. think he's gonna? You think he's not gonna, even gonna play a big role in the Thunderbolts movie? Because uh, I think he's like casted for NWO, Captain America, NWO, New World. Oh, he's Order. in there too. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So I think you know another guy, another guy with the name Captain America. Ross is kind of angry at them. They didn't. He didn't like the other Captain America in was it Civil War? Right. He, he wrote yeah. up the courts. Um, I, maybe I just don't like Harrison Ford. Wow, that's so crazy. To I me. just I'm realizing it now. I kind of just don't like Harrison Ford at this stage of his life. So angry, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's he's getting older, so he can't also do a, such a long time in the MCU just because you're getting older. How good at acting can you be anymore? I mean, I think he's good at acting the way he wants to act, but I'm just surprised that he wants to do a, a big franchise movie like this and like have a recurring role like that. How much money do you need? Also, they probably. Pay Paid him a buttload. I know, but you do need that buttload. You already got a buttload. Do you need that buttload? <laughs> <laughs> you got this other buttload already. How many loads of butts do you need? <laughs> Count them. Three. Three buttloads. Okay. Uh, I I heard this rumor about Thunderbolts. Oh, you didn't? What? What we got? Um, don't quote me on this. It's just a rumor online that I read. And it's more of a theory than a rumor, really. Fan theory? Yeah. Okay. That could... Those are fun. That kind of makes sense. And I would like to see it. Because um, we know Thunderbolts in the comics is a team formed of villains turned heroes or portraying heroes. Like mercenaries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas the team we see in the lineup for the movie are kind of like that, but not really villains. Like They're kind of... Some are villains, but some are like, I don't know, like... Kind of good? Yeah. Kind of want to be doing good, but yeah. don't know how exactly, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the theory is that they're not the first Thunderbolts team. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like this. So there was like a previous Task Force X before S- this? Maybe they went on a suicide mission. Okay. <laughs> There's a squad of them. Yeah. All right. And then that was bad. But then they made another one that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Someone called James Gunn. So maybe, maybe that... This team is actually going to try to capture the previous team or something like that. Oh, wow. I like that. Like, is there like a reveal in the middle of the movie? Half of the team is still 
right. uh, on the loose, but actually they were doing good now. They actually are good. Well, no, I think they're they're still bad. They're still bad. Okay. And that's why the new team is there to form to stop the first team. All right. Okay. Either way, I think that's that's pretty interesting. I like that idea. Oh, did, did, did your theory have any like names? I mean, put real villains in it. Okay. All right. Real Marvel villains. Um, what's the name? Spymaster from Iron Man. <laughs> Well, I mean, ones that we've seen in previous movies. Yeah. Oh. Do you have any uh, like you would want to see? Like, I was almost guaranteeing that Abomination was going to be in it, but apparently, She Hulk rewrote his character. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think Abomination is going to be an NWO though. But uh, <laughs> everybody's going to end NWO. Uh, who? What villains? Uh, Whiplash. You is know, he alive. I forgot. I believe he died in the end of that movie. Um, Hammer then? MC Hammer? Um, what other? I mean, what is he going to be in a suit? Or, yeah. Or a three-piece suit? His dancing could be the villain of the movie. It could. It's, so we have to do like these side characters people forgot about, like these right. bad villains, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like what Ghost and Taskmaster are. Yeah. Uh, Daring Cross. Yeah. I'm guessing um, they're dead. <laughs> yeah. But also that's also Ant-Man stuff. Just like you never know with them, with that technology. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a theory. So it's probably not even the, the plot. I like the plot though. I like the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. That comes out, I think in like two years. We're sorry if he spoiled it for you though. Yeah. Yeah, you probably forget it by this time. Okay. Just like brand new to you when you watch it. Uh, I'm kind of excited for this Thunderbolts movie now. You know what I'm excited for? Yeah. And this is kind of foreshadowing maybe our side stories, is I'm more and more excited for the future of the DC movies. Yeah, big shakeup. Yeah. Um, the exec, um, what's his name, Walter Hamada? Yes. Has exited the WB Warner Brothers uh, after, I think he was there for like 10 years or more. He was with Warner Brothers for 15 years, but okay. as the head of as DC head. Films, mm-hmm. only four years. Oh, four years. Okay. Um, but he's stepping down. Yes. And I, I think it's because like not having the same mindset as the new guy, the Zaz. That's right. Yeah. I mean, like he's his boss now, basically. Yeah. David Zaslav. David Zaz, the Zaz man. And <laughs> <laughs> so Walter Mata, I think he knew when uh, Zaslav was stepping into Warner Discovery yeah. that he was, Walter was on the way out. Like he knew right. he was out of the door already. Yeah. For like multiple reasons, I think because they don't like how the DC's DCU is looked at, right? And just didn't. He's not Kevin Feige, basically. Yeah, I, I don't think he really knew. It felt like he didn't have a real plan. It was just like whatever good scripts come my way, we'll try to make it. And you know, I, I feel like sometimes a good script doesn't make a good movie. Not always, no. Yeah, but then he did have like I think he did have hits like The Joker it was great. The Batman. The Batman. Yeah. Um, the Suicide Squad. Right. Yes. Yeah. But then you you get other movies like I don't know Wonder Woman eighty four. Yes, that's right. Um, was Suicide Squad the first one like under his belt? So I don't. I'm not Maybe, too yeah. sure. But just to say like it's it's his record is not great yeah it's just i think good great movies were also brought to him and the the landscape of of cinema now i feel like half of them are superhero movies yeah kind of is so if that's your ball game you're making superhero movies you have a lot to compete with that's true yeah. so you gotta do good movies i think he, he you know he's just an ex- movie executive he's not a dc universe fan comic book fan sure yeah i think he came from loon line media i believe so it's like c- cinema so it's like he just knows how to make movies mm-hmm. maybe 
maybe not the most like budget friendly. It's like like they'll they'll make money for the budget they're given. Right. I think that's yeah. what you know how to do, and that's how you like how you do horror movies, basically. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, do you think they're going to be filling his role with someone that will be their Kevin Feige like spearheading DC films? Or do you think, because um, I think that's what Zaslav is looking for. Yeah. Or do you think they, they they need that? Or can they continue on with a guy that is similar to Hamada that is maybe just a money's guy? I think it's someone that is a people person. Okay. I, I mean, I'm, I imagine a lot of executives are, but just as far as managing them into their own domains, because we're going to get into it later. Yeah. I think the way DC is mapping out is like, this person is going to build their world, their cut of the DC universe, mm-hmm. and this other one too. And so I think it's more of like a like a someone to look at the whole umbrella of things, but not necessarily is in for the fine details like Kevin Feige is. Like yeah. this is what I expect out of this franchise. Right. That's what I think. I think what Zaz wants is I mentioned this before is the big names. Oh yeah. Yeah. He wants uh, like the Dwayne Johnsons to be leading his movies, and um, I think that plan. Yeah. Is op- kind of, not really opposite, but that's not the agenda of of Disney and Marvel. Oh, really? Yeah, their plan first is make good movies and then try to get good actors to fill in those roles. Whereas uh, I think WB and Zaz's plan is let's get the big names to lead our movies and then make a good movie after that. Afterwards, that's the yeah. second on the list. Yeah, because um, just from what I've seen, it seems like that's their plan. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, I will say I don't think it's a bad plan <laughs> as far as making money. As far as and also making what I want to see. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah, possibly. I think I, I actually want, it's funny, I want the DC Universe to be more separated, actually. Really? I don't. Yeah? I don't think so. You don't think so? You don't want it, because Marvel, they like every inch they can, they try to connect things as much as possible, right? Sure. And, and like single things will make waves throughout the universe, like Loki or whatever. Yeah. Makes waves through everything. Because I feel like, yeah, um, when you're talking about Marvel, everything is connected but you can still tell a story in its own world. Yeah. Like Moon Knight is in the MCU, but really it connected to nothing. Yeah. Try to, not to. Yeah. You could do it later. You can connect it later. But that series, the first season or whatever, it had almost no connection to the other MCU as a whole. Yeah. So okay. like you can be connected in the same universe and still tell your own story in your own world, I guess. Yeah. Like focusing on one character in their tiny environment and all of it. Yeah. Or you could be like... I don't know, like She-Hulk can have so many connections. Yeah, it's just trying to have as many cameras as possible. Yeah. Uh, I think like, I like the idea of some person owning their domain, like, or like like Shazam and like uh, Black Adam, like that's a, that's kind of been their distant area. from Justice League. Sure, yeah. You know, I, that's what I like. Like it's, it's, it's in the universe and there's references. Mm. So having it connected that way, but it, you know, it can live in its own place over there in Kandak, you know, just <laughs> stay away. So like, uh, the Batman, Matt Reeves's um, movie. Yeah, that has carved out its own section in in Warner Brothers and DC because like they have that movie. There was like a Riddler comic book spinoff of his origin. Oh, there was. Yeah, I didn't even know that. And then there's the Penguin movie that's coming or Penguin HBO series. Yeah, right. 
Uh, that, I'm pretty sure that's going to be really good. There's also the uh, Arkham TV yeah, show. Right. taking place of the Gotham Central thing. Yeah, which I think is a better idea. You think so? Yeah. Gotham Central sounds like it's too much like the previous Gotham TV show. Oh, okay. it's about cops. Possibly, yeah. I, I'd rather see the Arkham stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then now it seems like they're spinning off even more out of that world. So Matt Reeves has uh, got some plans out in the books with DC, some villain spin-off movies involving possibly Scarecrow, Clayface, and this uh, new character, Professor Pig. Professor Pig is what I want to see. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, it's so weird. Yeah, he is. And we've seen Scarecrow before, right? Um, and we kind of know, like, I feel like I would know what Scarecrow would be in that world already. In that world? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Since we kind of got a look of Joker, maybe that direction. Yeah, we saw Joker, we saw Riddler. It's that, but scarier, maybe more of a horror. But Professor Pig, like, I think that's scarier. I, I guess so. Because he's, I don't know the character too well, but I think he's, he's a pig. He's, just, <laughs> he's a professor. Yeah, he, first went, to, and foremost. he went to school. <laughs> He's got an education. <laughs> um, I think he's like a serial killer, right? Like he's a serial is... killer. He's almost like a butcher. Right. But he wears like a pig mask. Yeah. So it's like a ironic, basically. So him as that, it's a different crime world. It's not like someone trying to make money, like a Oswald Cobblepot. Right. He's offering money. It's even deeper, like it's worst like kind a, of person. It's almost like a Jack the Ripper kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So any serial killers. I mean, yeah. Dahmer is like killing you on Netflix right now. There you go. Yeah. So I mean, there's an appetite for that, I guess. It's almost like a um, crime because uh, I only know him from the video games. Oh, really? Yeah. And oh. he, he was, his area was like, um, uh, almost like in Saw. It was oh. like tiled everywhere and, you know, blood splatters. So I, I could see it being something like that. Was it like in the meatpacking district or something? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. I like that idea, like building a world like that maybe Bruce gets stuck in, like a little building, uh -huh. like a Saw type thing. Yeah. Like he needs to get out of here. Uh -huh. That could work for a movie. Yeah. Unless it is, if there's no Batman, right? What, what's the story there though? That's kind of who's the good guy fighting the villain if there is one that's kind of hard to do now because these these guys are not um you know they're not the venom where he's going to be the good guy at the end of it really no these no. are real like bad guys yeah so i, I don't know how that's going to work because joker you feel for him because he's got issues Sure. And if this is in the the Batman world, yeah. You know, he's a young Batman. I don't think and if you're not going to have Batman as the hero in these movies, I mean, there's no Robin, there's no, no. Bat other Bat family. I don't know. It's got to be cops. Um, I think that's could be it. Maybe that's why they nixed the Gotham Central show be to have them as prominent in these movies. You know, possibly, what I'm yeah. Yeah, so we don't get too much of them. But as we know from the movie, the cops are corrupt. That's true. <laughs> And they've kind of already been serial killed, you know, serial killed, right? So, is there a lot of them left? Also, we don't know the timeline. I guess. We, yeah, it could be anywhere. Could uh, be before the Batman. The Batman might have already took him them down since it's what a year into him being a Batman since we saw the movie. Mm -hmm. That could be it. We don't know yeah. the timeline at all. Yeah, I'm, it seems like they don't want to give up on the Batman universe. They're definitely expanding it. Oh yeah. Um, I I'm ready for a sequel. You think the sequel will be? Joker as the main villain? Uh, I don't think so. I think they can reserve that. Uh, Still, yeah. I, I kind of don't want there to be a Joker movie ever, like where he's the villain. He's like, always just in the, in the wings. I like that. Yeah. Like, it sounds like they have an, a past, maybe a flashback in one of the movies would work. 
but yeah. where he's the main villain, I don't know if I like that. Uh, there's some big event they had together. A flashback to that would be interesting. Is there a villain that you haven't seen yet in the movies or maybe um, just not prominently that you want to be a, the main villain of the next one? Yeah, uh, Mr. Freeze. Oh, that's a good pick. I think that would be good where he's um, really trying to change the atmosphere of Gotham or something. That's colder. Got... <laughs> yeah, cold. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> So yeah, so bring in back Arnold Schwarzenegger. Perfect. If Harrison Ford is still acting, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger can for sure still act <laughs> to the same level he was back then. But the, his like his animated show story was so tragic. It's like the best uh, episode of that. One of the best Batman stories, I think. So just like expand that to a whole movie. Yeah, it would be beautiful already. I think. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I think. Um, the Batman, I go back and forth every day. What do you mean? On which movie I think is better, The Dark Knight or The Batman. Oh, wow. Really? It's a yeah. coin flip to you? It is. I I don't know. I just can't, I can't say it's, what, what makes, is it just because it's a whole, more of a whole story to you? The the newer one? Because uh, I like, I like the fact that um, the story is more of a mystery. Okay. Yeah. And that, um, I, I don't know. I, I like the acting in it a lot better. Really? But there's definitely things uh, that are better on The Dark Knight, like. I think Christian Bale's a better Batman. Obviously, Heath Ledger's a, a better villain. Yeah. Better acting. Um, Gordon is better in The Dark Knight. I don't think Jeffrey Wright's Gordon's that great. Hmm. It's He's almost funny. Yeah. In The in the Batman. Yeah. Um, but then there's certain things like, you know, uh, Colin Farrell's fantastic in it. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about that. I think he really wants to return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like I said, they're going after the big names like Colin Farrell, Robert Pattinson. Not only actors, but I think they know that the big names could be the directors too. They had a lot of success with the Suicide Squad with James Gunn. Yes. And his Peacemaker series. And now I think they want him to do another movie, but I think they're like giving him free range almost. Like whatever you want to make with DC, go ahead. And I think he's developing what they're calling like a secret movie. Secret movie. Okay. I think it's like secret because he he doesn't, he hasn't chosen yet. (laughs) It's like the movie Blank Check. (laughs) Do whatever you want with it. Make a movie. Anything you want. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I think he deserves it almost. Like, just do whatever you want. Uh, do you have any ideas? Because I have uh, some ideas. I, I want to see him eventually doing a Justice League international movie. Wow. So you're going big. Like Not this one, but uh, first I want him to do a Booster Gold movie. Okay, Booster Gold. Yeah, because he'll be in the Justice League international eventually. I, that's what I'm saying. I want to them to give James Gunn his little world yeah. in the DCU. That would be connected, whatever. But, you know, give, give him in charge of these characters. The Guy Gardner's Blue Beetles, maybe. You know, I guess he, he's he got his own movie too. Yeah. Mr. Miracle. Those characters. That's what I want. Uh, I would pick... What do you pick? Batgirl. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like James Gunn has, a, of course, a style and a, a sense of humor that yeah. always bleeds into his movies. It, it's like the core of his movies. But can he do anything else? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. That's fine. <laughs> you want him to do something else? I just want to... Like, still his style... But I don't know, like, not just another The Suicide or Squad or not another Guardians movie. Like, can we see him doing a more dramatic, serious movie with still some lighthearted humor in it? Uh, I don't know. I don't really, do, I honestly don't think he can. <laughs> not the one yeah, that's I mean, going to draw as much of an audience. Guardians 2 had a little bit more weight to it. And um, I guess I, I didn't like it as much. So oh. maybe he can't. I, I thought there was enough laughs in there. And, you know, it's the same irreverent vibe that he's 
known for. I thought you meant like really like serious, like Zack Snyder, Edge. Um, yeah, closer to that. Oh yeah, yeah. The Matt like Matt Reeves Batman. Not maybe that that far. Yeah. But what what could you like a Hal Jordan movie? Okay, all right. You know that is a little bit more serious than the previous Green Lantern movie. Possibly okay. Uh, centering on all the Green Lanterns. I'm um, just Hal Jordan. Why not? Yeah. Well, because of that last one that centered on was pretty bad. But again, yeah, it's I not mean, James Gunn doing that one. So was the so was the first Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he's like the guy that uh, revives the franchises. But I I think I want him to stick with the same style. You you really want him to go dark because it's the DC universe. They already have the dark side of things, don't you think? Mm, yeah. <laughs> they need to, they need him. Like he's the one that's like making it so light in the air. Like mm. sure, Sazam is there, and mm, yeah, that's how I feel. I guess. I just, uh, I want to see what else he can do. Okay. I think just giving him different characters to play with, I'm fine with that. It could just be more of the same irreverent style, like kind of idiots as their leaders or characters, main yeah. characters. That's I'm fine with that. That's why I think give him Booster Gold, which is like the epitome of that. Mm, okay. Make him like a influencer, right? Instead of a re- <laughs> reality star like he is in the old comics. I will go with, um, what about like Etrigan? Oh, wow. Like the occult stuff? Yeah, but Etrigan is kind of silly also. You think so? Oh, wow. He looks silly. He does rhyme a lot. A demon with a cape and like a little, like a onesie. I think he's wearing like Peter Pan slippers, I think. (laughs) But he's got like gills for ears. But besides that, flippers, I think he's he's kind of a dark character. Jason Blood, you know? Yeah. Tragic. I don't know if it could work. And we're getting Constantine already. So that side of, oh, that's another section that's being built out, I think. Exactly. So see, that's what I'm saying. Zaz wants these big names, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. I think I think it's fun. It's, I'll, I I want him to be the funny stuff, James Gunn. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is his strong suit. Yeah, I think that's the best bet. Secret movie. I don't think it's going to be too out there. I, I, I give him um, the next uh, Superman or whatever. Oh, could you imagine a James Gunn Superman movie? Yeah, it would have to be someone else. <laughs> Why? Like, like a different uh, actor. Oh, recast? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly think James Gunn could do any, any style. Oh, really? Maybe not as good as his comedic movies, but he shows he can do a lot of action. Um, those movies still have a lot of heart, so he could pull that off. So I think um, it doesn't have to be as comedy as the rest of his work. Goofy? Yeah. Okay. Maybe if he can do a wholesome Superman, that might be interesting, but yeah, I don't know if he has that gear. Like, Okay. I think he does. Make it sappy. Sappy, <laughs> wholesome, and still the fans love it. You know what? I think um, this is a bold prediction. All right. I don't have high hopes for the next Shazam movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised with the first one, but this one looks worse to me. Okay. I feel like the same as when I watched the first one going in. Oh, really? But you yeah. liked the first one, did you? Yeah. I was surprised, with it, like you. I was yeah. surprised. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised by this one. I think it's going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I will refuse to be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, give James Gunn the third one. Oh, okay. All right. That I feel like that works better than Superman. Give him a yeah. Shazam movie. Uh, I think he'll dig in deep and find... Shazam is like a character people don't know that well as far as the villains go. Mm-hmm. He'll find the goofiest one. Yeah, a worm. Use. Right. <laughs> Talking crocodiles. <laughs> I like that idea. A giant robot in like Central Park. <laughs> Just have... Yeah. He can do these ridiculous ideas, talking trees, raccoons, and it works. Yeah. He, a giant think, weasel guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have fun with it. 
Yeah. Oh, either way, uh, I'm excited for a James Gunn movie. Um, whether it's DC or Marvel, they all seem to be really good. I think so. I think uh, this blank check thing, this do whatever movie you want, that's interesting. I don't know if they do that to, I don't, I don't think they do it to Matt Reeves or whoever. This, it's an interesting situation for James Gunn. Considering how also like down in the dumps he was a couple of years ago, losing yeah. Guardians, yeah. you know, how much, how redeemed he is now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good All for right. you, James Gunn. Yeah, good job. Uh, see, if you're funny and <laughs> you can keep, you, people don't want to get rid of you. You can climb your way out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter how bad it is as long as it's as funny. Okay. <laughs> uh, guys, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just search us in your podcast app and hit that follow button. And you can uh, learn more about the comic news on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Stay in the pulse over there. Hey, we're closing out our month of horror comics with our final book called Blackwood. Blackwood. In order to round out our horror month uh, this year, we're going to be doing this comic book called Blackwood, and it is out of Dark Horse Comics, came out in 2018, so not too long ago. Um, It's a limited series, so just four issues, but it did have a follow-up already, like a next story called The Morning After. (laughs) A little bit of pill. <laughs> uh, our, our writer today is this guy called Evan Dorkin. Uh, he's actually did a different comic. I kind of wanted to do this this year for Horror Month. It's called uh, Beasts of Burden. So that's another horror book. Uh, yeah, I tried to read that, but yeah. it's too, hits close to home. <laughs> too, too, too dark. Okay. Um, he did some fun, like humor stuff. Uh-huh. He did uh, this comic called Milk and Cheese. Okay. It's like a, I think the main characters are literally a carton of milk and a slice of cheese does one become the other no they're friends <laughs> uh and with the name last name of Dorkin, he does have a comic book that's called dork i don't know i don't know what that's about but it's about him maybe that'll hit home for me <laughs> uh he did uh what's funny is he also he's also artist he did some of the cover art for some albums for uh compilation ska albums back in the 1990s <laughs> Um, he also did some TV writing. He did. Um, he wrote that episode of Superman, the animated series that premiered the character Livewire. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Who's Livewire? You don't know about Livewire? She's like a electricity lady. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, Static Shock. It's kind of like that. Yeah. I don't know Black Lightning. It's kind of like that, but like a Karen type. What? <laughs> That's what I think of uh, Livewire. She's like a woman that uh, becomes living with lightning, I believe. Why did you say she's a Karen type? I, I, I think that's her attitude, her personality, okay. from what I remember. Um, our artist today is Veronica Fish, uh, and I like her. really like her art because I've seen it before in other things. Uh, she did Archie at a certain point. I like the start. I realized why. It was because she did Archie. Um, and she also did that comic we did, Slam. Do you remember that one? Uh, about roller derby? Yeah. Yeah, she did art for that one. Um, she works closely with her husband, Andy Fish. So they're like a husband and wife team on some things, on this specifically too. But I would call her style like like a Tumblr style. Tumblr style. Yeah, that's what I would call it. Uh, it's hard to explain, but once you see it, I think you'd get what I mean. The vibe of this book, it's like fun, spooky stuff, right? So kind of like a Scooby-Doo. Right. Right. Yeah. That kind of feel of book. Um, it, it is a college, a university that deals in like, like the students, they study like occult stuff, right? Right. Not necessarily like throwing spells or mixing potions. It's more like just studying the old like religious text that's like, it kind of like a Harry Potter in a way, but not really. But not, they're not doing magic. No. They're studying. Like the past. Yeah. Old tomes, right? Like old 
old books, like right. things like that. And as we uh, we jump into it, we see our one of our characters here, Dean Ogden, the dean of the school, and he's got white hair. He's an old guy. He's sweating. He's like kind of very uh, stressed out right now, talking to himself to a tape recorder in his office uh, of the of the school, right? And he's like talking to uh, someone he knows through the tape recorder, someone named Russell, and he's talking to himself, saying this school is doomed, right? He's so dour about everything and it's he's so stressed out just talking like i, I let it out i i opened up the book of despair and i let it out and he's saying the, the the whole school is doomed as he um he has like he gets sick at a certain point and just kind of dies there in such a stress over his desk you know uh this book reminds me of a little bit of like stranger things oh yeah and do you know the like the scientist dad character in stranger things 11's like you know adoptive dad good yeah yeah it looks like this guy he looks just like him actually great <laughs> casting actually um now we jump into someone's vision what they're seeing is uh, this professor, like an old timey professor, right? Maybe from the 1900s, 1800s. Mm-hmm. And Way back in the 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> the ancient times, right? Uh, but he's got like glyphs on the wall, like, you know, hexes or whatever. He's in like a lecture hall. Exactly. On, writing on a blackboard. And he's like barking into all, empty auditorium. And he's going crazy talking about how the school, the emotional resonance is escalating. And he's, he's crazy, <laughs> basically. The gods are upon us and they're they're going to take over, you know, the world of sacrifice. It's like he's talking gibberish and then just like blood oozes out of his mouth and his eyes and he's like screaming into the air. But again, this is just a... This is a dream. Yeah. Yeah. This is a dream of this character called Ren Valentine. And she's on like a bus and she's like a goth chick, I guess. Kind of. So you describe her. Modern day goth, black eyeliner. Yeah. But white hair. Jed white hair. Yeah. Short white hair. And she's on a bus headed to Blackwood. She's a, a new freshman at the school, right? She's, it's like first day at the school, making a way trip there. When um, she's off the, the the bus, thinking, oh, okay, this seems like a quiet little town where Blackwood is. When this old homeless lady bumps into her and says, oh, are you a student at the school? And just spits on her shoes. Right. So automatically, she kind of like hates this town. Yeah. Uh, I also kind of hate her. Yeah, she's annoying to you? I don't like her character. She's like a little... Though she's goth, yeah, she's a little stuck up. Ren is very like this kind of whiny character. Like everything pisses her off. I mean, if this happened to you, you'd be angry too. But she really like makes a show of it. Like, okay, I knew I was going to hate Blackwood. I don't want to be here right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she meets another character called Raiko Oyuki. And she's like a very smart girl that's a, a, another freshman at the school. Her first day also. But more cl- uh, clean cut, you know. Very, very smart. And uh, just saying hello to a new person, Ren. Possible, you know. It's the first day of school. You gotta make friends. Right. They're picked up by the shuttle of the, the school. Um, and then you see like there's other students in the shuttle. Yeah. So I guess these are all like the new students, the new class. Apparently they all got scholarships to go to the school. Like it's like all paid everything. The thing is they're not they're not like the top tier like A students. They didn't this is almost like they got uh, a free ride to school that no one had to go to. Yeah, they're like the leftover students that couldn't get into other colleges. Basically. Uh, but, I mean, it's a sweet deal. Free ride to a school. They do have to study this weird major, though, occult studies. That's like all that Blackwood really does. This is like, uh, this book is like, Stranger Things meets Deadly Class. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, 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 it took me a while to put the connection. That is kind of like Deadly Class, like, like going to school that yeah. are very weird people, basically. Um, as they make it to the the university, we get a look of it. It's like a manor, like a, a stone brick on, on all the outside. They even have this like 
um, gargoyle water fountain, right? So right. it also looks very cryptic and kind of sinister. And it's it's a the dead of night now as their shuttle makes it into the college. And uh, all the students are kind of just like, okay, it's a creepy old place, but I mean, it's still pretty nice, pretty sweet deal. And as uh, they're, one of the staff there, Sherry, she's like a, a big staff member there that organizes all the students and like is welcoming them into the school, uh, welcomes them in and, and assigns the rooms, right? I, I remember this, this is like my f- freshman day of college like this is where you're going to be staying i, I want to get the top punk basically <laughs> i'm a bottom bunk person yeah because you don't want to oh because you don't want to like have to climb down the the ladder but also like i move a lot when i sleep or like before i go to sleep oh yeah and i think if you're on top you're shaking the whole thing you might be right i always assume the bottom bunk since you're on the bomb you're gonna shake the thing from i mean i think less because okay you're closer to the floor you're closer to the ground your movements are are more stable when you're at the top where it's wobbly a little move and you're shaking the whole bed frame you might be right i did get the top bottom bunk yeah. because i was late <laughs> someone else got there first i'd rather have the bottom bunk it was not bad uh so much space for activities <laughs> And some of them, you know, uh, these four got assigned this one room. Uh, Ren and Riker were involved in this room, but they don't want to go in. They they both have like this feeling about like, I don't want to enter it. It has a creepy, eerie feeling. I'm just going to stay away and just wait in the hall. When Sherry's like, okay, if you guys are not feeling this room, you guys can stay in the attic, which is like the sweetest pad. It's like the nice <laughs> dorm at the top of the whole building. And they're welcomed by two other dorm members. There's uh, Dennis and Steven. And Dennis... Dennis is like the quiet type that just kind of stays down his own, kind of looks kind of sad all the time, but he's, you know, he's a loner. And Steven's like the loud one. He's wearing an eye patch. <laughs> he's like, oh, hey, welcome, welcome to the, to the dorm. Uh, nice to meet you. You're a fellow loser like I am. He looks like Shaggy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, with the brown hair and everything, but the eye patch makes him, gives him edge. Yeah. Um, I feel like none of them really get along with each other. No. Like... Ren is like loud and like complains about everything. Yeah. Dennis is quiet. Steven is like loud and kind of annoying, kind of crappy about everyone. Reiko's just kind of uh, uptight, right? Basically. For sure, yeah. So they all have something about them. And so again, all of the new students, they get um, pushed onto their orientation and they're going to go meet up with the dean of the school. They make it to the office and they see the dean and he barely cracks the door open. Like he doesn't want to see them. So the dean, it's the same one from the beginning of the story, the one that died, right? Yeah. But he's walking, standing up straight, but he does not let them in at all. He just cracks the door open. It's like, okay, all right, I said I would see the students. I saw them. Bye. <laughs> and what we get a note of is like the office stinks. Like it smells so bad. It's like flies everywhere. Yeah. Um, and all the staff is like, okay, that was weird to the dean. He doesn't usually act like that. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's weird. And so the students are talking. Ren is like, yeah, I kind of, this is a good free ride, but I hate it here. Like the dean is weird. Uh, there's old people spitting on me. She's complaining again, right? And Steve was like, I make the best of it. This is all we got. Just enjoy it. And they're all not vibing with each other. Dennis right. is just like, I'm just going to go back to the room and, uh, you know, eat alone. And the four of them go back and they're all like, <laughs> I guess we're going to all just separate from each other for four years. I mean, for a school that is like rejects. Yeah. They're like the four that's like the most of those. Like they're the rejects of the rejects. Yeah. That don't like each other. They're stuck at the at the attic too. Yeah. Um, so like they're all just quiet until it comes to nighttime and they go to bed. When out of nowhere, Raiko sees a night, nightmare in front of me, right? In river. And what she sees is it, it looks like that professor that we saw at the beginning of the story, like the old time professor. Right. Uh, 
that, but describe what he looks like it's here. It's like mutated monster. Yeah. Where like his body has faces coming out of it. His neck is stretched out. His lower jaw is gone. So his like mouth is like just a jar with his tongue sticking out. His eyes are all like zombified. It's, it's like he's trying to talk to her too. Like it's very cryptic, but he's very like, it's it's gruesome looking. Exactly. Very gross. He's like bleeding on top of her, right? Yeah. Very scary. It's like from a horror movie. When all four of them wake up, they all had the exact same nightmare at the same time. Weird. They they leave the dorm. They go out to the that gargoyle uh, water fountain and talk through like, how is this possible? We all had the exact same nightmare. It doesn't make any sense. So it's the middle of the night. They're all kind of like outside. And then they run into the Dean. He's like walking with his big coat through the courtyard. But he's like a senile old man. He's not saying anything. He's just walking down the courtyard into the cemetery at the school. Like there's a mausoleum at the end and he won't stop. He won't even recognize them. He's got like black eyes. Like his eyes are just black. He just walk Walking right through. They try to stop him or see what's going on. They grab him and they pull his coat away from him as it comes off. And then out of his back are a bunch, it's like a bunch of like this gross tentacles. Yes. Uh, like Cthulhu type tentacles just sticking like, out of his back. Like ripped through his clothing, sticking out of his back. And now the, like the tentacles are attacking them, just like whipping around, slapping them around. But the Dean old man just kind of walks along as um, they wrap around, one of the tentacles wrap around Steven and he's getting pulled, he's being dragged onto the ground. It looks like the Dean's like not in control. Like he's just walking while the tentacles are like grabbing everything. Exactly. And he just continues walking through the mausoleum and inside of one of these, there's like a well inside the mausoleum. And what the Dean does is he jumps straight into the, the well, taking with him Steven. It's kind of crazy what we see in the well. There's again like glyphs on the wall of the well and inside are like these spirits it's like these women ghosts are pulling in the Dean and also Stephen, just floating in the water of the well. The other kids are there now, right? Uh, along the edge of the well, like trying to call for Stephen. And then like, it looks like the staff of the university barge in with their guns because they don't know who's there. It could be intruders. Yeah. And it turns out like it's the some of the new students. And they're just like, freeze! When out of nowhere, the water from the well erupts up like a geyser. And we can see a, some more of like those ghost spirits in the water and they flow out out of the mausoleum and like a big wave taking everyone out of that building into the, the, the green outside the mausoleum. And taking in from the water is also Steven. He gets washed up onto the like the lawn there. Around him is this big hex, like a big glyph circle around him. It looks like a witch maid or something. Out of nowhere, just appeared there. Right. It looks like um, Thor just teleported out of there. <laughs> yeah. Good find like the, the rainbow bridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but Steven is scared. He's like, the ghost, they, they, they took him, but they didn't want me. And that's why I'm here now. His eye patches off and we see like he's just got like a like a jet white eye, like very white eye. Right. So the security and stuff, like they've taken the kids back to the school and they're almost like interrogating them now, right? Yeah. Like, what did you see? What happened? There's even like, they're even like being recorded on a camcorder, right? Like, it's almost as if they're investigating the students. Yeah. The main guy questioning them is this guy, Mr. Colby. Mm -hmm. And he was like the second in command at the school. And he was also the dean's best friend. And he's in a panic now. He's like, <laughs> what were you guys doing there? Now that the dean is dead, I guess I'm the dean now. Like, that's how it works. Throughout this whole book, this guy looks like he hasn't slept in weeks. <laughs> 
He's got a mustache and he's just also got like black bags under his eyes. So tired. He's just constantly in like a panic state. <laughs> I would be too. Uh, but he's he's worried and he, he gets the idea of like the dean had tentacles and fell down the well and he just tells them, okay, just go back to the dorm and sleep it off. And, and so they make it back except Ren. Instead of going back inside, she just like walks backwards, pretends to not, like pretends to go back inside, but actually she leaves and goes back towards the mausoleum. And now they have set up like this whole uh, investigation thing there. Crime scene. But it's all a bunch of like paranormal equipment. Yeah. To like see what's going on. There's even a professor that uh, is just like using a telescope to look deep into the mausoleum because none of them want to go inside anymore. No, no. It's scary. They don't know what's in there. Uh, this is Professor Trundle, and he I guess he's like the really like the well-studied guy and all this occult stuff. And we see that uh, Ren just walked back there just to steal the, the coat that the dean was wearing, that like the big winter coat that he had, and to steal it back because I guess she's suspicious of what's going on in the school. Right. So she grabs the coat. She's going back to her room. And uh, what's these two names? Raiko and Steven. They're waiting for her on the like the stairwell. They, yeah. They knew that she was like up to something. And they're like, uh, Ren is like, okay, something's afoot. And Raiko is like, I can't believe you guys don't see this yet. There's something else going on. And so again, in the middle of the night, they go back and bother the new dean, Mr. Colby. And they demand to know what's really going on. Right. They just saw the dean with tentacles coming out of his back. Like there's something weird about this school. All this time they thought you know magic it's cool to study and everything but it's not real right it's not a real thing that happens in real life but mr colby explains that actually yeah it, all of it is real it all exists what happened was <laughs> the dean came back to life and it is has tentacles in his back and something all this these demons are exist for real he reveals the true purpose of the school yeah it's like yes this is a school to study magic but it's also a school to try to find students that could maybe like unlock these magical powers and could tap into it. And uh, that's why you're kind of like rejects. It's because like we, we've been like scouting you guys to get you here. Yes. We see like they know their, their old backstory, their, their backgrounds. They've had some, some traumatic event happen to them. And for that reason, they all have a high like ability to do magic in the future. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like recruitment basically. And as he's saying this in the office, out of nowhere, uh, a big door opens out of one of the bookcases in his uh, office. It's like a secret door bookcase. Yeah. These are always cool. I always wanted one. And then this um, person comes out and you can't see who it is. Like it's wearing like a big coat, hat, scarf over the face with sunglasses, right? Yeah. And like it's a mystery who this person is like. And this person's like, hello, Russell, right? Like <laughs> coming out of the secret entrance. So like this person knows that there's a secret entrance there. Inzin's out of the school, right? Yeah. And then Colby realizes, oh, this is Ogden. This is the dean. And uh, the dean has come there to uh, place a curse on Colby and the kids. And he th he's like says his spell, like he's binding them. He's cursing them. And what he's saying is the fate of the school is the fate of you. So if the school goes down, you guys go down too. Right. These freshmen have been there for like two days and now they're already cursed. Yeah. And Colby's freaking out like this is not good. This is, the, what are you doing, Dean? This is the worst thing to possibly happen. When out of nowhere, Sherry comes barging in with a gun, just like, freeze. She's there. She's a little bit like head of security or something. Yeah. She's there to stop them, stop the Dean, right? But the Dean like shows his face 
And it's something from like Ghostbusters. That's what I was going to say. And he starts spitting out this like acid vomit or something uh, and then slams the secret door shut, which is like a bookshelf. A part of his tentacle falls off there and all the kids are like, oh, gross. <laughs> what was that? I can't believe that. And they see behind the bookcase, there is actually a secret dungeon. That's how he got here. Right. There's like a stairwell all the way through there. And like Sherry, like she's like ready to go. Like let's chase him down. Right. Yeah. Well, Kobe's is like in shock. Like he's staring blankly. Like I can't believe like, what I just saw. I'm cursed. There's that too. Yeah. And all of the, the new kids are like, okay, we can go down there. But Dennis is the one that's like, I'm not going to go down there. It's not worth it. I'm already cursed from my traumatic experience before all of this. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to be a part of this. I didn't want to go to the school anyway. No. I don't like any of you. <laughs> so I'm not going. It was his last resort. So he's just saying, I'm just going to go home basically. As the others go down into the dungeon, they make it into like the secret base, secret den of the Dean. And there's all of this like old antiques and memorabilia there, like Egyptian hieroglyphs and uh, there's like a medieval axe, all old timey stuff that's just filling this room. We went to um, the Warner Brothers studio tour. We did, yeah, in real life. And at the end of that, you go to like a warehouse with full of props. I remember, yeah. <laughs> this is what this is what that looks like. It feels like that. Yeah, it's like a like a random museum of stuff, right? It's like a warehouse of the occult, like <laughs> basically, yeah. So they're investigating now, looking through all the stuff, digging through it. When Ren finds something that she loves, it's this chimp with two heads that's been mummified that's just sitting there, like a taxidermy of that, right? Yeah. She's like, whoa, this is pretty cool. I love it. And she approaches it and it comes alive. <laughs> and it's barking like a chimp and just like, ooh, ah, and runs out of there. This thing with two heads and mummified. Ren's like, okay, I officially definitely hate this place. Yeah. Meanwhile, we catch up with um, Dennis. He's trying to leave town, right? Like he doesn't want to be there anymore. He's back at the station and he runs into that same old lady yeah. that Ren did in the beginning. And I guess like he's waiting for the, the bus or the train or something. And the old lady like starts talking to him. He gets surprised. It's a random homeless lady. And she's saying like, oh, you know, have babies, right? Right? But this baby here, she's holding like some type of cradling something in her arms, right? Ben, uh, in, in like a blanket. And this is my favorite baby here. And she's, do you want to say hi to my baby? <laughs> and opens up the blanket. And what we see is this gigantic uh, millipede. You know, those like bugs with a bunch of centipede or whatever, like a bunch of leg. But it's uh, like insect. the size of like a dog. Yeah. The size of her arm. Yeah. Basically. And she's cradling, like, cradling it like a baby. It's it's just a scary big gigantic insect, right? <laughs> she was even feeding the the insect a rat. Yeah, like it's that big. Yeah, and then we cut to like the next morning, and uh, we see Dennis, and he is not alive. <laughs> no. He's like splayed out right on the tracks of the train. And he's being eaten alive, eaten dead by a lot of... <laughs> he's been eaten dead. <laughs> by a bunch of insects that are just crawling over maggots, beetles, a lot of things. And so his roommates, the three of them, are again surprised. Like, this is the worst first day of school ever for them. As the It's another crime scene. There's cops now like, inspecting it. They can't explain what happened to Dennis because they just thought he was just going to go home, right? Um, when we see one of the bugs flies off of him, makes its way into the forest, and it flies all the way to the old lady. Right. She's like really scary. She's like the old lady from Home Alone 2. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. 
she is like homeless but then she has like all this stuff with her like she has like a, one of those like baby strollers but that giant millipede is inside of it yeah she calls all of these insects her babies right they're little babies and she's talking to it and she's talking to the insect as if it's talking to her and gets right. the understanding of like okay all all of them have found dennis and it sounds like that was her kill she's basically like a homeless serial killer right with bugs she has like butterflies in her hair i think that's like instead of wearing flowers she has like butterflies okay very creepy um, she's a bug lady gross <laughs> Uh, we, we see the, the three of them now making their way back into the dorm, uh, taking the shuttle, but they're all really scared as Sherry is asking Colby, what what is going on here, right? The, the, the dean, he looked creepy. He had tentacles. I, I really don't know when they blurred out that he was talking about the book of despair. And Sherry's yeah. like, that's bad news. <laughs> That's like the evilest book. Yeah. Basically, it's it's the Darkhold from WandaVision. <laughs> it's the Necronomicon from from uh, Evil Dead, right? It's like a bad book to read out of. And while they're talking about this on the shuttle, uh, there's like a, a bug splats on the windshield. Yeah. And then like more and more. And before you know it, it's like a black cloud of mosquitoes and locusts just like storming the shuttle so much that they, they're like swerving trying to get away. And so it's, it's such a wreck that they crash crash and they tumbled down uh, a whole hill there the whole shuttle and uh, I, I this is the worst day ever <laughs> basically for them as they they recover their injuries they go back into like the medical center on campus to try and heal up um and they're just like this sucks they're fully cursed fully fully basically and we see the old lady now as she's, it looks like she was hitchhiking recently and got a ride from somebody, but the driver now looks like he's dead. He, he got killed by the lady by her little babies, little insects. He's being eaten by all these millipedes and, and beetles. And I guess she's like on a rampage trying to get to uh, Blackwood College. The students are back there at the, the college now. And they hear like a, a loud yell, a scream, and it's that older professor guy. I guess he was trying to get into the dean's office, but there's like a, a spell on the door that he can't open it. And when he tried to pry the door open, it cut off two of his fingers. So something's wrong with the dean's office where nobody can get in. It. It's basically, it's also cursed, right? Um, Raiko decides to pick up the two fingers like, are you going to need these? Right. She's very like, just matter of fact about it. It's not really a bother to her. And as they're making their way finally back to where they're living, um, Ren like calls out Raiko like, you're okay with all this. You, you're you not surprised by all of these tentacles and fingers being chopped off. You know about this magic stuff, right? You knew about this before going to the school while well, I, I did not. But Raiko like, uh, let me, I'll, I'll tell you about it. But uh, you guys don't understand what's going on. When out of nowhere, they see crawling on the ground is the coat. This is the Dean's big coat that Ren stole. It looks like it's like crawling, right? Yeah, so on she its own. grabs it and it, under it is the two-headed mummified chimp. <laughs> And and Ren now is trying to fight the chimp for the coat for the jacket, um, when the chimp finally runs out away from there, just screaming. And what they find inside of the coat is actually like ingredients that a, a witch or a wizard would use. Right, like uh, it's like little vials. Yes, and he has like little pockets throughout the inside of the coat. It's like full of vials, like he's selling them on the streets. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Like look inside. Do you see anything you like? Like that type of coat. 
and they get understanding that this was the dean's coat and he he came ready like this is his stash right like he's into like witchcraft exactly what they also find in there is a golden ring and inscribed on there is ho plus gd which they realize is for howard ogden and grace grace was a name that the 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 dean was yelling out when they, he attacked earlier grace right. is like some type of name they, they're not familiar with but it sounds like they were together right now while they're like going through all this stuff outside of the the college um all the like street lights and all the security cameras they're being covered up by like a bunch of bugs and mosquitoes and like covering up the light so it's dark and covering the cameras so no one sees that the old lady has now entered the college and she killed like a security guard. With bugs? With bugs. That's her weapon of choice. M.O., yeah. And then she uses his blood to draw like almost like pentagram like satanic symbols throughout the courtyard. She's making like this uh, imagery on the ground. Doing some type of ritual and she's calling up to this guy. She's calling up for the goddess. That's who she's calling out for. And all her children are here to offer up. When the sky, right, it's like, it's it's creepy looking. It's like red sky, cloudy, right. uh, swirling in there um, out of a, like a portal. There's She's opening up a portal in the sky, calling out to the goddess to come down. It's like a mind flare. To, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, to, to do your, your duty to judge Blackwood College. And then even more bugs like descend upon the college from this portal. Um, the like the security of the college now have to wear almost it's almost like hazmat suits. Yeah. Right? Because then they're using like toxic gas to try to uh, stop all these bugs. But there's like so many of them that it's, they're barely uh, affecting them. And some of these bugs, they're not bug size. They're like animal size. Yeah. They're like a foot or two feet long, big bugs that are scary. Like one of them attacked a human, like like ripped his neck. It's okay. That's my nightmare. That's my <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> Raiko, she says, I have the key. I know how to get into the dean's office. They make their way to the door. And again, it's like hexed up. You're not supposed to be able to get it. So they, she says like some magic words. She heard the dean say to get into the mausoleum and just open sesame. It opens up and they can make it into the office. So the office looks ransacked, right? But they're looking for that book, right? That might help them solve this mystery. Book of despair. They're looking all over for it. But instead of that, they find and, um, like the suitcase, right? Yeah. And that is like uh, the Dean's like, it's almost like emergency kit or something, right? Right, right. Like an earthquake kit or something. But inside is again like wizardry right. ingredients. He pulls it out and on the other end pulling it too is the chimp, the two-headed chimp, yeah. right? He was in the office and they get into a fighting match for the suitcase when the chimp just decides to run it through like a hole in the wall. Like he opens up a panel and knows a secret entrance out there. Right. And they're trying to figure out, okay, do we follow the chimp? Do we go outside to fight the insects? And that's what they decide to do. They bring the kits and they run out there to help out all the security, um, tossing like witch grenades, like like makeshift grenades <laughs> out of the magic stuff. I like how they, they decide to also um, wear these masks that the professor had like displayed on this wall. Yeah, like tribal like, masks. Tribal big masks. So they're wearing that and they're running around um, throwing these like almost like gas bombs to kill the insects. And coming out of the portal now, we see the actual goddess. And basically it's like a gigantic moth, right? right. Like a, it's like a huge. big bug that's insect that's just going to crawl in and fly out and 
I think it wants to eat the school, like all of the people. It, it's the mind fire. It's Stranger Things season two, basically. <laughs> and the old woman now is like, finally, you will get your your just desserts. The goddess is here, and will seek my revenge that I've been asking for this whole time. And she's there. She looks like she's about to like wipe out the whole school. When coming out from behind her is the two-headed chimp holding yeah. hands with the dean, who now is like like fully mutated. <laughs> He's so gross. Like his skin fell off. He's got all these tentacles. And he looks like a zombie, basically. Right. And this surprises the old woman. Like she says, oh, Howard? Like it's like a tender moment between the two of them. And he says, it is me, Howard Ogden. And this, the old lady is Grace. She thought Howard had died or whatever. Yeah. And the school, it's because of the school. That's why she wants to like tear it down. Yes. And she sees that, oh, he's still alive, even though he looks gross. Yeah. <laughs> she realized like, oh, what I'm doing is wrong, right? Like, uh, and what she does is she just kind of just like wipes the pentagram that she drew on the floor. She kind of like just wipes a part of it yeah. to break it with her foot. And that's enough to like close the portal. And the goddess came back into the portal and there's no harm to the school anymore, basically. Right. She, she thought like, oh, the students threw the dean down the well because she yeah. saw that happen uh for some reason so that's why she won revenge on the school like she thought these were bad kids but the dean's like no uh i went down there of my own accord and he explains the whole thing there's like it's all this is all magic obviously and he is actually he explains he's the first dean of the school all of these generations he's the same person just replacing his identity every couple like decades to look like a new person like that original dean with like the 191800s uh coats yeah. that was in everyone's dream that was him too yes it was all him just changing identities that well is actually like a uh, fountain of youth yeah. he jumps in there and then he be can become young again and acts as if he's the new person new dean taking up the job and what happened was he had his whole band of like other wizards that were doing the same thing like teaching helping him do this mm -hmm. but they all like died of, out eventually and so what he needed was a new person to study how to do this and he found this person called Grace this other woman that also knows this like stuff uh, knows a lot about bugs which I guess are a big ingredient in all his potions when accidentally she uh, dies from an accident in the lab and he tries to use the well to revive her and it didn't work for some reason the well was angry at him and he decided to bury her when I, like a few days later she comes to life as a zombie but kind of out of her mind and she just wanders into the forest and kind of becomes this homeless person in the forest all these years all these decades that was her this uh, reminds me of um, the evil dead Oh, yeah? The remake. Oh, really? I don't remember. <laughs> There's a lot of plant um, horror. Iconography? <laughs> like, no, like the plants are killing oh, the people. Really? Yeah. And it looks like that because like he buries her, right? Uh, and then like, it's like she's like surrounded by the roots of the trees and then like she emerges out of it. Like, like I'm alive, right? Like, yeah. She's like resurrecting like a zombie, basically. Right. Uh, and the Dean feels so guilty about this, right? Like he kind of caused her to die, but also like lose her mind in a way. But now they're, they can kind of be together, right? Like he looks like a monster and she's a serial killer. <laughs> So they're on the park bench and they kind of like embrace there. Yeah. And then like pass away there. All of the insects, they crawl onto them, all of them, like a pile of them. Just start eating the two of them. And she's like, okay, this is the sacrifice. This is the sacrifice of the goddess for it to all subside. Right. And they, all the people are like, gross. They, they just saw <laughs> it's two like people. a pile of bugs engulfed two people. <laughs> 
And uh, that's how the story ends, basically. This this beautiful couple gets eaten alive by bugs. As um, everyone kind of has like trauma about this whole thing. All the new students are like, I think I should have went to a different school. <laughs> this is a weird book. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised it's a limited series. I thought it would keep going. Yeah. Because then it does end with them like kind of like not knowing like, do I stay at this school what do I do? The 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 new Dean Colby's like in over his head. It's very stressful. Like all of the students, yeah. everyone's like this day keeps piling up. All of these different things attacking me. Uh, they, I thought it was fun. They think they're still cursed. They don't know if that's gone or not. I think they were. They might be. I don't know. <laughs> I, does does it get cursed lift when the, the dean's gone? I don't know. But it's kind of kind of Harry Potter, kind of Scooby Doo in a way, because mm-hmm. it's a big mystery at the end of the day. They're trying to figure out what the dean's up to and how he's coming back to life. Right. right. Um, some of the characters are not super likable, but that's fine. Yeah, I don't think anyone's likable. <laughs> I like Colby, even though he's so super stressed out. I thought he was fun. Um, yeah, I don't like if you're saying Ren is the main character because it's kind of kind of is yeah then I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> She's she uh, can like whines about everything, but she yeah. does have a lot to whine about. If you think about this day right in the yeah. school, it's like the worst day of her life. All in all, I would sign up to go to enroll. <laughs> um, that was Blackwood. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into our side stories. So when a superhero movie makes it to the theaters, we just have to talk about it. We, we did watch uh, the new rock movie, Black Adam, uh, the new DC character. I think it's been a long time coming. I, it was very long. I think it's been over a decade since he announced he was going to play. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Dang. I mean, given COVID extended that, but still. Oh, yeah. He's been uh, he's been wanting this, right? Like, I remember back then he was like vying, like, sh- he asked the fans, should I play Shazam or Black Adam? Yeah. And, and we've already had a Shazam movie by now. So. Yeah. So one left. It's- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we can do non-spoiler first okay. since it just came out. Just general impressions for the movie. Yeah. I feel like it's dumb fun and that's enough for me. That's how I feel about the movie. Like it's a The Rock movie. How did you feel about it? We watched it together. I feel like it's more than dumb fun. I really liked it. Oh, really? I give it... Um, so like our, our rating system's different. I think I'm a little bit more generous than you. Okay. I say uh, if Dark Knight is my number one superhero movie and that's like a nine five. Yeah. This is probably like an eight two five. Okay. All right. And I'm I almost not- want to say it's an eight and a half. I think we're not too far. I'll give it an eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I really liked it. I did too. I'm just no, saying. No, I really liked it. <laughs> you fine, fine. I'm, I really liked it, but I still think it was like <laughs> dumb fun that it's like the thing is weighing it down didn't weigh it down too much. That's how I feel. The, um, the dumb okay. fun action, I'm I'm smiling ear to ear for that. Yeah. Look, uh, The Rock's not the best actor in the world. No. So they play to his strengths with which is acting. I mean, uh, action. <laughs> <laughs> acting. Which is the action. Yeah. And I feel like it was nonstop action. There was a lot of it. Yeah. Quite a, quite a bit yeah and the the action was rad it yeah was radical it's some of the best super powered fighting i've ever seen i think so yeah I, I think it has this a lot of it the dc style mm-hmm. but um it was it, i feel like the story right you're not there for the story i feel like yeah i think the story is very one note like there's i mean it's like paper thin yeah the story and it's, it's just a barely a skeleton of a plot and then let's pack it with excitement 
just string you along to get to the action scenes yeah. and the action scenes were felt like they were longer than the dramatic you know little sure. rests that we're having basically they're rest right. basically they're just like little pauses mm-hmm. until we get to the fights and for that it did a good job at that so i really enjoyed it yeah black adam um surprisingly i don't think there's any character in it i disliked i liked all the characters and um they're like you said it was fun i think um the the team that is there is the justice society instead of the justice league right they're different and they're divided into like a young group and an older group it is and it it meshed well i think i agree i think it worked well both with their chemistry Mm -hmm. as the the paper thin story goes or the team dynamics that's fine but also just like timing and who's getting most screen time i think that worked in its It's, favor is well balanced yeah um there was still character development even though it wasn't like they didn't have as much screen time as other characters yeah i think they were just there to play the role of uh, be a little bit light-hearted characters on the team but all in all i liked all the superpowered people i'll say that oh i i liked everybody you liked everyone even yeah. like the regular old folk on the yeah because there are some regular citizen people in the in the in the plot of the movie exactly, i guess yeah and i don't think they were um bad they were not awful but there were some moments that they were involved in i was like this is kind of cheesy and i get it it's a you know it's a rock movie it's fine mm. but for some of those scenes i was like kind of cringing at i don't know i i thought it was okay nothing um for me was too bad no yeah it, it was not offensive like some bad movies like okay. suicide squad it, it's kind of offensive how much time <laughs> they're taking with boring stuff right? <laughs> right this is not that it's just not the story the plot is not super engaging and that's fine what uh, i really liked about this one and i think for the maybe well i don't say a first time but it's definitely i think the best in all of dc movies is their costumes oh really all their costumes look great and um i i, I really liked how they looked and uh yeah like the other movies like superman batman whatever their costumes are they look like how they're supposed to look Did, yeah. i think these were a notch above like wow uh hawkman's costume looks really cool at some points um, Dr. Fate in his full costume looked great, uh, especially when he's using his powers. And then um, Black Adam, the rock himself, like the costume barely fit him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, you could put him in anything. He's going to look like a superhero. So it's kind of not fair, but it did look really cool on him. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I really like the costumes. The CGI and special effects they built around the costumes were really fun. The yeah. wings of Hawk Man were really cool. Did I say Hawk Man or Hawkeye earlier? I don't remember. <laughs> Hawk guy. Hawk, Hawk person. Yeah. <laughs> Those were really cool. What I had beef with his costume was his mask. Why? From a distance, it looks cool. But when you look at him straight on, he looks like he's cross-eyed because his eyes oh. are... The, it's funny. I never noticed I was that. laughing. But... Could, all in all, it's it's pretty cool. The the costume, his costume, Doctor Fate, um, CGI action special effects. Yeah. It's kind of copying Doctor Strange, right? The duplicating. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's what the comics are. Is it? I don't. I remember. Okay, but yeah, it's like playing with that a lot. Uh, sure. Just like uh, reflections and things. Like sure. Doctor Strange's mirror world. But I think it was cool. You thought? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It was cool. I think they use a lot of superhero action tropes, like um, slow motion. Yeah. I- it was. I feel like they did it a lot, but it wasn't heavy-handed. It wasn't a Snyder movie. Huh. 
Uh, interesting. I thought it was quite a bit, but not. I didn't. I was also turning my brain off in a way that I enjoyed it still. Yeah. They were doing. He was doing a quicksilver thing, right? Where it's like sure. slow motion. He was doing the like catching the bullets thing with your palm. These sure. are all like tropes that I'm fine with the music, but it's you know it, it is there. It's like copying other stuff. You know, my favorite character is Cyclone. Favorite character? She looked really cool when she was using her powers. Yeah. She was kept pretty funny in the movie. Uh, I don't even know the actress's name. I should have looked it up. Me neither. But um, I really enjoyed her scenes. I like the, yeah, the action was really cool with the wind and everything. But yeah. again, I think they gave more time to the older characters, right? As sure, As yeah. building them up. Um, was it Adam Smasher? Yeah. His mask is basically Deadpool with a different color. Yeah, yeah I mean, style. And then we already had the growing big thing with Ant-Man. Like, they could be a little bit more creative with the action that's involved with it. I think there was more, uh, some creative stuff with him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think with the laughs. I think the laughs were pretty good, actually. Yeah. With, with the, him being huge. I mean, um, this guy, what's his name? Uh, uh, is it Noah? Celest yeah. Noah Celestino? Yeah. Yeah. Like... I feel like for a while he was like, oh, this is going to be the next heartthrob guy. Sure. And then he kind of died off because of COVID and because this movie took a while to get made. Yeah, this was the thing, huh? Yeah. Um, but I'm back on his train. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Wait the uh, I liked him in this movie. I thought his like um, kind of newbie kind of styled everything. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Yeah. I'll give it that. Yeah. The, the, them together, the, him and Cyclone. Um, them like against like the rookies at this, yeah. or the new guys right. on, the, on it worked well on the on the crew, whatever. I think that that was funny. I, I even like his relationship with Hawkman because he would kind of like mess up sometimes. Yeah, and Hawkman were like, "When we get back on the ship, <laughs> we're gonna you and me, we're gonna talk." Yeah, so I I think that's that's not bad. The Hawkman, I thought he was okay. They didn't go into the Hawkman lore at all. He was just, and he just happened to be super rich, and the, the he has a Quinjet basically. Yeah, I mean, the movie's two hours, so yeah, there's not. And it's called go. Black Adam. It's not called Hawkman. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, the the, the, the as far as this, okay, we're getting into spoilers. Like, just not, there's not really much to spoil, but just as like digging into nitty picky. Yeah. The like the family stuff, like the the regular people. Yeah. The son I found like at the end was annoying when he's like doing the triangle symbol and thing. I get it. It's like a. Well, like I mean, a... the rock is in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the do you, rock. Do you smell that the, the rock is cooking? Do you know what he's cooking? He's cooking cookies. <laughs> Yeah, that symbol, like, it was like Rockefeller Records. Like, yeah. Oh. Throw it on the rock. Is that what he's doing? Yeah. They should play Jay-Z then. That would have been perfect. Well, yeah, they I would say Kanye. The, the, some of the stuff I didn't like is they had odd music choices for oh, some really? of the action scenes. Yeah. I felt like it didn't fit. Like, Possibly. There were action scenes where it wasn't a score. It was like a song from a, you know, from a band or a music artist. And I, I that took me out of the movie. Huh, okay. Whereas like if you do, if you watch like Justice League or Wonder Woman or Man, Man of, Steel. of Steel, they have their own score, right? Like like Wonder Woman has her score. Yeah. Her theme song. Right. Black Adam, they play like, like you said, they play like Kanye when he yeah. was doing a fight scene or something. I think they knew their like you know a blockbuster movie we're just gonna do this mm. and i don't know if I, does black adam have a score does he even have one i'm curious i mean either. the rock has a song play his song though. oh <laughs> they should have played it as he's like being woken up from the tomb <laughs> that would have been and he's walking down the ramp he doesn't fly out he walks down the ramp he's wearing he, sunglasses he slides into the ring <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but I it at the end of the day, it's a rock movie. He was still charismatic, even as this like kind of angrier guy. Yeah, he still pulls it off. Right. Um, it, it's a it's a rock movie, you know. That same vibe. He's not fighting a big gorilla. He's not fighting an earthquake. He's just <laughs> he's fighting an earthquake. <laughs> he's just he's like fighting supervillains and heroes. He's fighting everyone. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty um, badass. Yeah. So if we're getting deep in the spoilers now, like, yeah. um, I I if you know Black Adam, you know kind of like the the origin of him already. Like yeah. It's it's just Shazam's origin, right? He's oh. given the powers of the gods. Um, well, technically, he's given the powers of the gods in this movie by his son because his son was chosen first as the champion of the gods. Yes, and this, and then he was dying, so the son gives it to him, and then he uses that power for revenge. Yeah, I mean, did you see how skinny he was? Yeah, he would, I mean, did like, you believe yeah. he got that skinny for this role? <sighs> that must have been horrible. Move over, Christian Bale. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's the, the paper thin plot, yes, right? Yeah. And that twist is revealed later that, I mean, who didn't see that coming? Well, no one did not see it coming because it's a non-twist because he said it in the trailer. <laughs> Pretty much, right. He yeah. said it in the trailer. But like him fighting Hawkman and stuff like that, yeah. those scenes and, and Hawkman and, um, Dr. Fate are like trying to talk to him and be like, you know, we're heroes. You got to be a hero with these powers, you know, right? And I like that how he's like, nah, I'm just going to do my own thing. Like, I'm just going to kill them or whatever. Yeah. Who who cares about these are bad guys. I'm just going to do what I do. Yeah. He doesn't care about being a superhero. He wants his revenge. And then he's kind of like in debt to the, the woman character. Oh, yeah. The mother. Sure. So like when his son or her son is captured, he kind of like owes it to her to save him. So that's like the only time he's like a hero. But he's also like risking like the fate of the world on right. just her and the, the kid. Yeah. In a way. So it's like not, not the most heroic move, but still <laughs> kind of heroic. So it's it's playing with this middle ground for the character, right? And then there's kind of a, a MacGuffin of the movie, which is the crown. Right? Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the crown? Do you remember? I just remember the character Sabak. It's the crown of Sabak, right? I could, yeah. Uh, and it's made from an, <laughs> what was it called? Like Eternium? Yeah. Eternium. <laughs> uh, what, what happened, this is the one thing I don't like, is um, they show that Eternium is his weakness. Oh, I guess they do, huh? Once. Think, yeah. And then never again. And it doesn't weaken him ever again later in the movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So it's like his like kryptonite? I guess. Oh, but why would it be? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they just happen to be at the same area, right? This champion and then the Eternium. Yeah, but his character. powers doesn't come from that or anything like that. Like they're not connected. Uh, I'm not sure. Is it just like it's stronger? Like it's like a shield? I think they, need, just needed, him? they just needed him to be out of commission for a, a scene. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I, I don't know. That, that whole, well, they're building a mythos here just for the heck yeah. of it, just to build up this character for him to fight, basically. Right. Maybe they'll use it later on because he does seem super powerful. Yeah, he is very powerful. Yeah. Which I like. The lightning, the lightning was cool throughout the whole yeah. thing. Like how he's like playing with it and like just like spreads to the other people. Like it's like tag or something. The, mm -hmm. the lightning, I, looked, I like those effects. And then um, there's a point where like uh, he gives up his powers, right? Yeah. Um, to like, I forget why, to save somebody or whatever. It's just like, uh, I don't have anything to do any, anymore. Yeah, like I got my revenge, yeah. right? Uh, but then obviously there's a bigger bad that comes, Sabak, right? The demon. Yeah. He comes to earth uh, through the crown. Uh, and then the Justice Society is like, we need Black Adam back, right? <laughs> and then he comes back. Uh, and he has a cooler costume. Did it change? It changed. You didn't notice? I I noticed that he had his hood back. Like he lost it at the start of the movie. And now, now, he, now it's like a cape. 
and oh. his costume was like more Shazami. Is it? Yeah. More hero like, basically. Yeah, like the lightning bolt is full now. Oh. And like he has like the boots, and like before his um, costume would stop at like what are these traps? Trapezoids. His shoulder, right? Like yeah. like clavicle. Yeah, <laughs> they'd stop there to show his muscles. Yeah. Now I think it's like a little higher. Oh, because it's like like it's closer to the Shazam more, costume. More prudish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean that and the the Hawkman costume. There's a lot of scenes of them fighting. It's very much like Hulk and Thor fighting or something like that. Yeah, I, I think that it's he's taking a the actions copying Superman, Man of Steel specifically, like with this uh, same feeling of punches and like flying and jumping flying, into the yeah, air, and speed, and like the, like the like the Kryptonians and Man of Steel, like that yeah. type of action and. Uh, yeah, I was not tired of it. Like, keep doing that. It's pretty dang cool. Yeah. You know, I, I thought maybe I, I'm tired of Man of Steel, but the action, I gotta say, it's still damn awesome. I was, yeah, I'm saying, like, that's the best superpower fighting I've seen. Yeah. It's better than the Man of Steel one. Yeah, possibly. Uh, so the, do you want more of this quote-unquote JSA? Because, like, it sounds yes. like in the beginning of the movie, it's like JSA is more like a brand, and they were just recruiting people for this one mission. Yeah, you know it I mean? seems like they're um uh, a, a, a team made by like Amanda Waller almost. Right, yeah. And she sends them off when they need and then they have recruits that they could call upon. Maybe they're like like freelancers that work as then as the JSA. Yeah, and, and Hawkman is their main guy. Possibly. One of them, right? Yeah. Uh, just like, maybe like a frequent person in the JSA yeah. team who goes on missions. So I, I like how they're leaving it open-ended. There could be the JSA like bigger team that are just uh, not- I'm sure there is. Know, yeah. Not in this mission specifically. Yeah. So I like that. I think that's kind of fun. Leaves it open. Do you know the actor that plays Hawkman? Yeah, Aldous Hodge. He, I think he's really good in it. Yeah? You yeah. think so? You think it was really compelling? It's weird. I- for a rock, silly, dumb action movie, I think the acting was pretty good all around. Wow. You love this movie. <laughs> I kind of do. I thought you were going to hate it and I was going to have to defend it. No, I think I like it more than you. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Chris I, Brosnan's really good in it. Chris Brosnan. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he he knew that he's in like a, you know, a fun movie though. Yeah. He was not trying to do like Shakespeare or something. No, no. Not even like a James Bond thing or anything like that. Debonair. He's just like, this is fun. Yeah. You know? And I think he knows like his character is the one that's been around and it's kind of like I'm not taking anything too seriously yeah I know how to do this yeah and I think for that it was a perfect fit also like mm-hmm. there's no complaints really no I, I really enjoyed it yeah Black Adam it's definitely some of the better DC movies like I put it in the upper half oh well, uh, I'll have to look through them again but like as far as all DC movies probably for like Swamp Things on the list yeah I think this is in the <laughs> <Yeah>. top half <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the end credit or the mid credit scene okay okay so this is a spoilers on top of spoilers so yeah you know Seriously. Um, there's a mid credit scene where uh, Black Adam is now like in his, uh, what's the place called? Throne room, basically. Yeah, but what's the city called? Kondok. Kondok, which is, I don't know if that's a real place or not. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it's made up. Uh, he's just chilling there now, right? Yeah. And then Amanda Waller talks to him through a drone. Yeah, hologram. She's like, um, you know, we're keeping an eye on you. I know you escaped our prison, but we're not going to go after you again because you saved the world. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> um, but like we're, we're watching you, right? Yeah. And then, and then he goes like, there's no one on this planet from this planet strong enough to do, even hurt me. And she's like, I know people that's not from this planet. Oh. <laughs> and then through the shadows, Superman walks in. Henry Cavill Superman. Henry Cavill Superman. And I was kind of surprised. Like, oh, I, I knew I knew of this already, the spoiler okay. going into the movie. But the fact that he is coming back. Yeah. 
Henry Cavill. Um, I could tell they filmed this at a separate time. Oh, why? Like just just Henry Cavill. I don't think Henry Cavill and The Rock were in the same room. Oh, I see. Because the way his shadow emerged from the smoke looked bad. Oh, okay. Right. And then there's never a see- a shot of them where you see them both together. It's like cut to one, cut to the other, cut to one, cut to the other. I uh, yeah, <clears throat> possibly. Possibly. I think. Uh, I also think some of the CG in the background was bad in this movie. Oh, well, maybe. But the CG of the characters, I think, looked great. Yeah. Uh, but either way, yeah, they could have just filmed it at different times. Maybe. I am pretty sure they did. Yeah, yeah. But him being as Superman again, did mm. you think that was going to happen? Do you think we were going to, you know, follow up with that? Y- yes, because of, like I talked earlier about Zaslav, he wants the names. Um, I think he got rid of Batgirl because Michael Keaton. Oh, really? Yeah, he doesn't want Michael Keaton. He wants Ben Affleck. And Ben Affleck is back. Oh, wow. That's so weird. Yeah. Uh, he, wants, he wants Henry Cavill. So he's got Henry Cavill back. Um, he's already got the rock so these pretty much the scene at the end was Henry Cavill as Superman they're like Black Adam I need you to help me save the Snyderverse (laughs) (laughs) and that's what they're doing I don't think Snyderverse is is dead anymore I think if anything it's it's coming back on an upswing maybe um, the flash point will not hard reset it but reset it so that way it's like a, a new starting point for like all these actors to come back for the characters yeah okay I think um, you know how you like don't like when fans switch up when something comes back and they never wanted it to come back I I'm, I refuse to be that person. I don't want Henry Cavill back. I don't want the Snyderverse to stick around. You really liked the Snyder Cut version of Justice. League. I did, yeah. That yeah. singular thing and all this whole list of movies. Don't you want more of that? No, not really. Not because I don't. I think I'm not gonna get any more of that quality of Snyder stuff anymore. That's what I think. That was an up in you know specific little scenario where they can have a four hour movie where they can let everything breathe. I really enjoyed Black Adam, and now I would love to see him go toe-to-toe with Henry Cavill's Superman. Uh, yeah. I can see why they're not doing it with Shazam. Oh, why? Uh, because Shazam wears a bodysuit and The Rock doesn't. <laughs> I, I, honestly, he's too big where it's too... It's not gonna... He doesn't look like he's fighting, really. <laughs> Black Adam, yeah. The Rock. I think he when he fights, it doesn't look like fighting anymore, either. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but then Henry Cavill is that big. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I want to see them go duke it out. Like, duke it out. as... as Big as like the Marvel heroes are, muscular wise. Yeah. They're not the rock and Henry Cavill. <laughs> like, yes, Chris Hemsworth is huge, but I want to see like when he fights like Thanos and Hulk, they're, they're CG. Yeah. These guys are not CG. They're that big. <laughs> I think, yeah, I would enjoy watching the fight. But it, at the end of the day, it's just CG. It's just people on ropes flying in the air. I, yeah. I think it's they're not really throwing big punches. Like, But the, like, like we said, it's the best superpowered fighting we've seen. Yeah. The second best is probably Man of Steel. <laughs> so let's put them together. What I'm saying is Zachary Levi could do just fine in this uh, fight. That's what, that's what I'm saying. No, he could barely take on Helen Mirren and, and Lucy Liu. <laughs> that's the, you have a point there. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I th- I think uh, <laughs> I think I actually thought um, Shazam and Black Adam was the th- the go to, and then Superman would be the one up from that. You know what I'm saying? I I mean I get it. Shazam and Black Adam they're directly connected. Exactly. I thought it was going to happen soon. But Black Adam is a very, I don't want to say serious. It's not a serious movie, but it's a, it's not like Shazam, where Shazam is like a family movie. Yeah. Well, it's, Black Adam had some almost some family-oriented stuff. There's like a kid in, involved in it. Sure. There's also like, a demon that looked like the devil in it. And the kid was having the time of his life. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's not it, it could be a mash of the two i think it's fine there's there's ghost actually shazam one was kind of scary do you remember like the sure, yeah. the demon things yeah. like those ghost things yeah it's scary so i, I think it's totally the same world it could they could marry each other i'd rather see uh, henry cavill fight right. the rock all right I, I just thought it would be down the road when they which shazam lost basically i don't think they have time oh dc like we can't play the long game we gotta catch up that's been the mindset of dc the entire time and it's led us to here like you know when we got good things we got uh, uh, (laughs) you're gonna hate this i like bvs oh my god (laughs) the snyder cut version of just league is you really like second time around yeah yeah i mean that's not fair he had to leave the movie yeah uh when we like the rock in in black adam yeah right you know like i want to see more of this you want to see more of like Wonder Woman 84 and no, Aquaman. No, she's going to redeem herself. And by, by when I say she, I mean Patty Jenkins, the director. Okay. You think she is? You think she's going to sign up again? She's already doing the third one for I sure. I didn't know that. But, okay. But I think she's only doing it to redeem to herself because redeem the second one was not good at all. Yeah. Wonder Woman 85. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my takeaway from this yeah. is the Snyderverse or whatever you want to call that, the DCEU, um, it's coming back strong. Yeah, I, I didn't think that was going to happen. And maybe they're playing it right. Maybe you know they're just playing to the big names or whatever. But I thought a hard reboot was in our midst. Was I think it happen. will happen. I think the hard reboot will happen. I mean like new actors. Yeah, I think, I think oh. we're, we're doing all this. We're going to lead to a... Because uh, while all this is going, the Batman universe is still happening, right? Yeah. So that's separate. And the Joker sequel still happening. That's separate. I think the the Snyderverse will eventually lead up to like a Crisis on Infinite Earths or something movie. Oh, all right. And then that's when we hard reset DC and maybe we continue on with the the Batman universe and build off of that. Maybe two universes at the same time until there's only one. Five yeah. for number one. Okay, which is I think what Secret Wars is also. Well, yeah, that's that is what it is. There. All right, you've you've laid out a possible plan for my enjoyment. Zaz, give me a call. <laughs> we we have to talk. <laughs> uh, Let me right. ask you this yeah. uh, before we go: if if a hard reset is is possible for DC, right? Do you think that's possible for Marvel? Oh wow, I never considered that. Cons- the train is so you know going so fast. Still, um, w- basically, would you be mad if that happened? Like if if Secret Wars happened and it was like. Maybe not a hard reset, but a soft reset. I think I wouldn't be mad because I think, uh, in a way, Marvel is being a bit convoluted nowadays. Okay. A lot of things going on, a lot of characters with all these Disney Plus shows. Mm-hmm. I think a soft reboot could be beneficial. And as long as you're keeping the spirit of what Marvel is, I think yeah. it's fine. You know. I think it's, I, I'm really thinking now there's too many characters. Yeah. I feel the same. I feel and like- you're going to add a, a whole bunch more. They're coming. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's also like the general vibe of- the MCU right now, the fans are not on board with every single thing like they used to be. Yeah, so it's it, it could work out if, if as long as they keep you know the general vibe of what the MCU is. I mean, at this point, because I haven't seen Black Panther yet. Yeah, I'm more excited for the future of DC than than Marvel. Uh, really? Do you yeah. think it's more promising, or just you're like curious? I'm more curious about it. Like, yeah, yeah, I want to see what they're gonna do because like. Marvel, I've seen their best of the best already. I've seen Endgame. I've seen Infinity War. 
DC uh, still hasn't reached that level, and but their characters merit that. So I want to I want to see like the greatest Justice League movie they can make. Yeah, I, I would call myself a little bit bummed out because that reboot you're talking about, I thought it was happening soon. Basically, like next couple of movies where I'm seeing I'm going to see like a brand new actor for each of these Justice League characters. I'm nah. a little bit bummed out. I'm not getting that like pretty soon. That's, that's how I felt. It's not that's fair. What I thought was going to happen because they're still making another Wonder Woman. They're still making another Aquaman. They can't really reset. Yeah. It's too early, you think? Yeah, I think they're making another Man of Steel, so... Yeah, I think so, too. And, uh, and The yeah. Rock just got his first... He just debuted. They can't erase him yet. Yeah, he's the type of guy where he would promise... He would want, like, a lot of movies, huh? Yeah, and you want him to want a lot of movies. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Black Adam is... Uh, if you're a superhero fan or a rock fan, it's like a must-watch. I think so, too. A, a lot of the talks were like, are we just centering the whole DC universe around The Rock? Which, I'm not so sure we are. I think it's... Inevitable, his gravitational pull is <laughs> you can't beat it. When the rock becomes a planet, the planet, basically Dwayne the Planet Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. And then it's so big that that planet explodes and they have to send their son on a rocket ship to okay. another planet. Right. That planet has wizards on it. <laughs> he becomes a wrestler. Oh man. Um yeah, I I'm excited for the DC universe. Are we uh, the DCEU? Is that name going to come back to you? That's that's that's, a, that's a bigger name. question than anything. It's a dumb name, but so is Snyderverse. <laughs> Yeah, we have to come up with a name. We have to, I, I like that. We'll try to come up with a name by next week. Okay. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, you won't want to miss next week. Just subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Search us in your podcast app. Hit that follow button, and we'll be back in your ears on Wednesday. Give us your best names for the DCEU, replacing that name. On all our social medias, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. It's better than the, the one Sony has for us, the Spider-Man universe. Oh, my gosh. I, what's the last one? It's like spump. Okay. Okay. All right. I never should have even said it. All right. Daniel, want to hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy.